0: I think Heth's most fun part is going through her pictures because every time, be like, "All right, Heath, what night do we spend here?" I would just see her playing a video of Wit. I'm like, "No, no, no, (laughs) focus! Like, tell me where (laughs) we spend." She's like, "Wait, I gotta finish this video." So, (laughs) the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode Three Forty Six. Over the past year, the average international trip for an American traveler cost $6,080, with Norway being the most expensive destination for Americans, coming in at a whopping $9,754. But if you're listening to this podcast, thankfully, you know it doesn't have to be near that expensive. Over the past four years that we have been compiling our travel stats at the end of the year, Every single year, we have been on over 15 flights per year. And some of those years, 2015 was a crazy year. We were well over 15 flights. And you're going to hear about how many flights we took and all our travel stats in just a moment. But the only way that we've been able to take that many flights, the only reason we've been able to go so many destinations, the only reason we've been able to see so many amazing things is because each time we travel, we are not spending what the average American traveler spends. I told you, a 6 $1,000 the average American spends on an international trip, which is absolutely mind-blowing to me. If we were traveling in that way, we certainly wouldn't be able to do all the things that we're able to do. And of course, the biggest expense when it comes to international travel is going to be the airfare, getting there and getting home. And we've been able to figure out two ways to make that airfare way, 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 way less than than the average American traveler is paying. The first is by using frequent flyer miles to game the system to be able to get super cheap, almost free flights. And if you're interested in doing something like that, we have our frequent flyer boot camp program. It is not open right now. It's only open a few times a year, but if you're interested in that, you're saying, yeah, I wanna learn how to use frequent flyer miles so that I can get free flights all over the world, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash bootcamp, enter your email, you'll be on the wait list and you'll be the first person to know when our Frequent Fire Bootcamp program launches again. You can hop in there and you can start learning all the tips and tricks on how to use Frequent Fire miles in order to get free flights around the world. The second way, and this is something that you can do right now, is by downloading our brand new app, Jetto. You can get it on the Google Play Store. You can get it on the App Store. And once you download it, you don't have to do anything else. You just pick your airports, and we send you amazing flight deals. How does that sound? Basically, no work in order to get the cheapest flight deals directly to your phone. So you pick your airports, and we will send you anytime there is a deal that is 40 or 50% off the regular price. So think Europe for under $450. Think Asia for under $500. Uh, We just posted one to Australia for under $700, which is an absolute steal. Whenever one of these deals comes out, we'll send you a notification directly to your phone. And if you wanted, in five minutes or less, you could be booking that ticket to one of those awesome destinations. So all you have to do is download the Jetto app. You can get it on the Google Play Store. You can also get it on the App Store. When you put in the referral code, you can put in EPOP. That's E-P-O-P. That'll give you a free 14-day trial for our Platinum version. We'll also give you a discount if you decide to keep the Platinum version. If not, no worries. You can have the free version. You can use it as much as you want. No charge. No charge to download. You can check it out. Go to your Google Play Store or your App Store. Find the Jetto app. That's J-E-T-T-O. that's J-E-T-T-O. And don't forget to put that referral code EPOP in the box when you sign up, and that'll get you your 14-day free platinum trial. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the
1: morning. I'll show you London afternoon. And you feel your Dublin heart is burning. Yeah, well, you don't have...
0: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts travel podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today, if we're talking stats, is someone who I'm pretty sure has watched Moana more in the last month than any other human on the planet, my wife, my constant travel companion, and Moana fanatic, Heather Sherry.
1: Well, I think what you're saying is incorrect, actually, because... I haven't watched it as much as Wit, and he's a human, so definitely he would be the one who's watched it the most in the past month.
0: All right, per- adult who's watched Moana <laughs> more than anyone in the past. I- would you say a 100 times we've probably seen Moana? Or it's been on in this house in the last two months.
1: Yeah, it's it's gotten to be a little bit much. I know all the songs by heart. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and they're like going through my head. So I'm ready for a little Moana break. I don't know if it will allow it, but hopefully we can get him obsessed with another movie for 2019.
0: The one good thing about Moana is the fact that we're talking travel. You uh, you guys know we love travel. We have a travel podcast. We love getting and inspiring other people to travel. Is Moana, if you have to pick a movie to watch, is certainly at the top of the list when it comes to Disney movies that would inspire you to travel. Beautiful scenery. We do watch it and think, we got to go there. I know it's, I know... Montanui is not an actual real island, but, but French
1: can, Polynesia is, and right. whoa, is it beautiful!
0: Exactly. So today we are in part one of our seven part year in review, some of the, our favorite episodes of the year, and I know you guys like them too, based on the feedback that we've gotten over the last couple of years if we've done it. And this is this year we'll be doing a seven part year in review. This first episode is going to be all of our 2018 travel stats. So, have, you know, I nerd out. In the nitty gritty of putting together spreadsheets. So
1: many spreadsheets with all of the categories compared to the previous years. I mean, you spent hours doing this this morning, not to mention the hours you spent previously. You know, we got halfway through the year. We tried to start early, earlier in December, you know, so we could get most of the year done so we wouldn't have so much work to do at the beginning of January. But we couldn't get through everything, of course. So today and the other day has to be at least 10 hours.
0: Yeah, if we're talking numbers, probably 10 hours spent going through and adding up all of our travel stats. So part one today, travel stats. Next week, we'll be giving you all of our best travel superlatives. Then we're going to do, of course, this. everyone loves this episode, the best meals of 2018. Then we'll do the best coffee and wine, which Heth is like, yeah, that's, that's your domain, so yep. it's kind of your show there. We'll get into the best beer of 2018. We'll do the best desserts of 2018. And then the seventh part of this year in review series will be our best travel experiences of 2018. So we've got seven of those coming. We also did our 2019 travel wish list that's already out. So if you guys are looking at where uh, you want to hear where we want to go in 2019, that podcast has already dropped. So you can get that iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, com slash shows. But today it's all about the numbers, all about the stats. And at the the thing that takes the longest when we do this is figuring out every single night, and I know some of you listen to this too, <laughs> so if you do, tweet us, let us know, but figuring out where we spend every single night of 2018. And we could do this, you know, responsibly as we go throughout the year, maybe every month, go and put it in. We don't. We wait till the very end of the year. But thankfully, because of you and your picture-taking prowess, It takes a while, but we are able to actually recreate our entire year.
1: Yeah, I definitely take a picture almost every day. I mean, usually more than one. So we can usually place where we are based on (laughs) where the picture is that I've taken. So I I have to say, though, I'm not sure, like for the amount of time it takes for you to figure out where we've spent, it's literally 10 seconds of this podcast, but you put it so... (laughs) So much time to figure out the nights, which it is very interesting, though. And I I also want to say that usually you're like, oh, we're not traveling enough. But every year when we do our stats, we find that we travel quite a bit, even though you think it's not enough.
0: Here's another reason I like doing this one first is once we figure out where we've been every single night, yes, that's a bit of minutia and that's very, very nitpicky, right? But that then allows me to start remembering all the things we did in the year, which then bleeds into the other episodes like best desserts, superlatives, because then I'm like, all right, I can look at this main sheet of where I was every time and bring back some of those memories much quicker than if I had to do it each time. So, in 2018, and again, if you, if you want to join in on the fun or you're just as nerdy as I am, we have a spreadsheet of every single place that we've spent. And in 2018, I slept in 40 different places throughout the year. Now, I do want to ask people's opinion because Heather and I disagreed a little bit on this. So let us know, Instagram and Twitter. We used to say the amount of beds we slept in. However, we had two things that we weren't sure how to count these. One, Heth, when we spent time in Mallorca, we were there for 10 <laughs> days at the same resort, but we changed it's rooms true. three times. It's
1: true. We kept changing our mind about staying and we got switched around a ton. So we definitely slept in, I think, four different hotels. Yeah, it rooms might have been at the four different resort. rooms.
0: Now we but we only we decided to only count that as one. We didn't we said, all right, this counts as one. We are on the same resort. So that's one place. The other thing that we weren't sure of is when I took a van across the U.S. and I slept in the van each night, even though it was at different locations, did that count as different places? I decided that yes, if I was sleeping in the van, even though it's the same quote unquote bed... It's different if I'm in Decorah, Iowa, than if I'm in Toledo, Ohio, than if I'm in the Badlands, South Dakota. So I don't know. I want people's opinions. I think Do- that's fair. If it's a different location, but you're in something camping or, or a van, does that count? And if you switch hotel rooms or rooms in a resort, <laughs> does that count as a different place? We decided no to the latter and yes to the former. So I hit 40 places this year where I slapped at.
1: And I only hit 24, but I'm quite happy about that because I like my bed at home, so I'm happy to spend more days in it than Travis, apparently.
0: (laughs) And I decided that I wanted to look back over the last four years that we've done this to see how a pattern that was emerging. So I went back four years of data, and in 2015, I slept in 72 different places. In 2016, 58. In 2017, 45. And in 2018, 40. So you might say that I always get restless and that we travel a lot, but I have slept in less places year after year after year.
1: It's true. And in 2015, it was 74 for me. 2018 only 24 so that's (laughs) quite a dramatic drop for me but I'm not complaining because in my opinion I think that we still traveled a lot last year we took a lot more domestic trips than we did international Um, and then in Canada too which kind of feels like domestic because it's not that far but I think we did a fair amount of traveling it was a really good year 2018 was a fantastic year
0: yeah. And then talking about the places that we stayed, and we'll go one by one on this half. I'll tell them how many nights I spent in a place and you can tell them how many nights you spent there. By far and away, the most popular place, the place we spent the most nights was, was our home, was our home. Yeah. And so I did 239 nights out of this year at our home here.
1: And I did 250.
0: Which, when I said, "Oh, you did more nights at home," you're like, "Yeah, that's a good thing." I was, <laughs> I was like thinking, "Oh, less nights at home." Uh, we, sp- I spent one night at our house at one of our houses in Philly on Laurel Street.
1: And I didn't sleep there at all.
0: Uh, we spent. I spent one night at one of our Philly houses on Race Street. I also didn't sleep there at all. And then we did I did 13 nights in another house that we have on Airbnb in Philadelphia um on Jefferson Street.
1: And I did 12 nights there. So we stayed there over the summer during Podcast Movement. It was pretty fun to be down in the city since our house is in the suburbs and you know it was cool especially because it's summer and you could be out and walking around a lot.
0: Yeah, and we just bought a brand new place in December. And we have spent one night there apiece. This is on Reese Street. So total, if you're looking at it, fourteen fifteen. I did sixteen nights down in the city at our Airbnb properties. Hath you did thirteen. So not our homes, but but places that we own. When we look at friends houses, I spent twenty one nights this year at various friends' houses.
1: And I only spent thirteen?
0: Which was a far cry because two or three years ago, I don't know what this means, like, you know, if we're looking at this on a deeper level, but two or three years ago, we definitely spent more time at friends' houses than we did this year. But I spent 18 nights at our family, like whether it's your family or my family's, their houses, and you spent a lot more this year there.
1: Yeah, I had 33 nights at family's houses, and that's because I did spend quite a bit of time in New Hampshire this summer while Trav was on his boys' trip in Montana.
0: We both spent 10 nights at the aforementioned resort in Mallorca, where it was, I think, four different apartments, like four different villas that we spent at, but all at one resort. And then as far as hotels, this has gone down each year as well. I spent 10 nights in hotels this year.
1: And I only spent 11. But we have spent a lot more nights at Airbnbs. I only spent um, 34. Trev spent a little bit more.
0: And I spent 40. And that was one of the trends that I saw as I was comparing this year to year. And that makes sense, Hath. and, And as Airbnb has only become more and more and more and more popular, our hotel nights have almost flipped with our Airbnb. So a couple of years ago, it was like 40 nights at a hotel, 10 at Airbnbs. Now it's the opposite, um, which I think makes sense for us. And I think not everyone is traveling that way, but especially with a kid, we want a place that might not be a hotel, might have more room, it might have...
1: Yeah, I mean, I love staying at a hotel, but even when we were at the resort in Majorca, it was a hotel, but it was an apartment. So we had, you know, a kitchen and a dining room table and a living room and a bedroom. So it felt more like even an Airbnb because you just have more space, which is really nice when you're traveling as a family.
0: I think much to Heather's delight. uh, We spent, both of us spent zero nights in hostels this year, which is the first time that has happened in... I have since we started traveling, for sure. I can't remember a year that we would have went without spending a single night in a hostel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't hate hostels, but I don't really enjoy them. There are some cool ones out there, but more often than not, there are some not as. Yeah, cool th-
0: ones. I, we just yeah. I like hostels more than half for sure. Um, but we spent zero nights in hostels. We did both spend two nights on a plane this year, which. If we look over the last four years, we average about one or two nights on a plane. So not not many, thankfully. Yeah. And one of those we'll we'll talk about as we get a little deeper in this show or, or maybe it's in the next show. Um, as far as the rest to like round it out, that's all of your nights actually. Yeah. Have. Yep. I um I spent three nights in a tent. So I camped for three nights. I spent one night in a yurt. And I spent six nights in Old Bessie, the white van that I bought this year <laughs> and drove across the U.S. So uh, that rounds out my 365 days right there. So what, some of the fun facts that we were able to pull out um, on this hat is this year in 2018, 49 straight nights in our house. And that was consecutive nights, consecutive yeah. nights for both of us. And that was way longer than in 2017.
1: Yes, yeah. Although in 2016, we actually spent 57 straight days, and I don't know what stretch that was. That was
0: actually I looked it up September through November of 2016. We spent 57 straight days at home, which was again I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Um, 2017, the longest stretch we were at home was 24 straight days, and then this year, 49 straight nights. And there were a lot of chunks in there that were. 20 days, 25 days at home, which was uh, kind of how we planned it. You know, we didn't plan it out at the beginning of the year to be that way. But as it went along, we said, let's be here a little longer. Yeah.
1: And and when we're looking at this, I mean, 49 consecutive nights in one place isn't that long, actually. And it's, you know, like not even two full months. And I just sometimes I wonder why we can't get things done. And it's because... (laughs) We're always like jumping on an airplane and that's that's really awesome but I I do think that when we planned out our tw- year for 2019 we're still going to travel a lot but we try to be a lot more intentional about planning it where we're home for longer stretches and then we're away for longer stretches. So it's kind of like these bigger chunks. You can really just get a lot more
0: accomplished. Yeah, we're chunkifying it. Chunkifying. That's that's an odd thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, just rounding out for days that we spend at home, 239 for me this year, as we mentioned, 250 for you. In 2017 I spent 210 at home, you spent 208. So that's a okay. big difference. Uh, you know, that's yeah, an extra month or so at home. In 2016, I was 227 days at home, you were 230. So again, this would this year over the last three was the most days we've spent at home right. by by a decent amount. Yeah, but
1: Again, when you're looking at the rest of the world and you think, you know, we've spent one third of the year traveling, that's a lot more than your average person. For sure. So we're still living the location indie lifestyle.
0: That's right, that's right. Well, and (laughs) and as we say, location independence, the beauty of it is not that you have to be traveling or that you have to be nomadic or you don't have to have a home. That has been obviously the biggest change. If you guys have listened to our podcast over the last five years, when we started it, we were nomadic. And now we travel, but, and we say we're location independent. We are location independent, but that doesn't mean nomadic. I think that's a very important differentiator. We have a home base and we like having a home base. How much we travel from that home base depends on the year and the situation. Obviously, having a kid has changed it a little bit and depends on our mood, which, you know, changes throughout the year and, and throughout and over the years. For sure. 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 We talk about flights. One of the most interesting things as we went through our year was that we really only took one international flight. We uh, outside of going up to Canada, which again mm-hmm. I'm, I know is international. You don't you don't have to at me and say Canada is another country, but one long haul international flight.
1: Right. I mean there and back. Um. Yeah. But we managed to take quite a few flights domestically and you had 17 flights whereas i only had 14 which is the exact same amount that wit had
0: yeah and so flights. i was going through this at every single night was there a night that you spent away from wit this year at all or because i was going to make another yeah, chart there for are him. two
1: nights i spent away from wit one night your parents watched him when we had a wedding and another night your sister watched him while we had a philly night
0: Okay, so there were two, because I was going through and I thought this would be cool if for every day of his life, we were able to have where he was. (laughs) We might as well start now, right? Right. Because we already have done the work for us. It's not that hard to figure it out. But yeah,
1: other than that, I mean, you never watched him when I went away.
0: Oh, throwing some shade. No, no,
1: no shade. I mean, that could still happen maybe for 2019. But yeah, there... Uh, Wit would have the same exact nights as me, except for those those two, one with his parents. And one was here at the house. His sister watched him. Your yeah. sister watched him here.
0: Yeah, was... and to run you through the uh, the flights then, because Wit had the exact same flights as Heather. So I had 17 flights, and those totaled 27,078 miles.
1: Whereas mine only came to 23,319 miles.
0: Yeah, and those were, uh, as you we mentioned, the biggest difference. The, the only real long haul flight we had was Philly to Budapest, Budapest to Mallorca, and Mallorca back to Philly. So that was our little European jaunt over the summer. Um, other than that, just to run through these flights so people have an idea, we went Philly to down to Florida and back. We went Philly, Denver, Nashville to Philly. And, and you didn't hit that Denver part, Hath. You were just down to Nashville and back. We did that in the summer. We went over to Europe. I did Philly to Portland, and you did Philly- To to
1: Vancouver. To
0: Vancouver. And then
1: we both did Victoria, BC, back to Philadelphia.
0: Then I took a trip Philly to Minneapolis, and Minneapolis out to Great Falls, uh, Montana, and, and you were in on that one. That was the difference there. And then we went Philly to Austin, Austin to Denver, back to Philly. And then the last trip of the year that we took was Philly down to Atlanta and back to Philly, which was actually probably our shortest trip we've taken in a really long time it was three days for a wedding. And and when we looked at it and we thought, wait, we only spent three days down there. It was That's unique for us. Yeah. That was a quick hitter. Definitely. So as far as the overland miles then... I did, uh, this is where it changes a little bit between you and I, Hath. I went and did a trip down to Richmond, Virginia. I also then took a train from Portland to Vancouver to come up to see you guys. And then both of us got to do a pretty cool road trip here in Canada. Yeah,
1: we did Vancouver to Kelowna, which is out in the Okanagan in the eastern side of British Columbia. It's really beautiful out there. And then we obviously drove back to Vancouver Uh, Actually, we went to Vancouver Island. So we did Vancouver to Kelowna, Kelowna to Vancouver Island.
0: Right. And then after that, you actually did a decent amount of driving overland. When I went out to Montana, you did some driving there.
1: Yeah, I went Philly to New Hampshire and Maine and then back to Philadelphia.
0: And then I kind of did my long trek. The, The big overland trip for me was going from Great Falls, Montana, all the way back to Pennsylvania, uh, in the old Bessie in the (laughs) 1989 Chevy G20 van. Uh, first time I've ever done a road trip of that magnitude through the U S and that obviously then, you know, that, got me quite a lot of miles that clocked in at like right around 2,400 miles. So the total overland miles that I ended up with was 3,781. Hath you and Wit were at 1,404. And for this, we, you know, we're as nitpicky and as like into the minutia as I am, we're not obviously calculating all the miles we travel. This is only if we're actually on a decent trip, right? Not not some of the yeah. in-between stuff which brought my total miles for the year of of travel to 30,859
1: and mine at 24,723
0: mine and wits yours and wits cuz he everywhere smalls he goes that's where <laughs> wit goes and just to give you guys an idea i i threw together some numbers in mostly hathars uh, are pretty close obviously we're traveling a lot together and over the in 2016 and 2017 we were right in that 30,000 mile range of travel 30 to 35,000 in 2015 we were both at 81,000 wow. miles traveled so if, it's kind of interesting if you look at that year i mean that is almost 3 times the same the amount of miles
1: that's crazy in
0: a year and that's of course because we were taking a lot of long haul international flights mm-hmm. so that That is definitely a difference in in our travel style over the last couple of years. As far as countries pretty low key when it comes yeah. to numbers of countries.
1: Yeah, we didn't, we only hit one new country which was Hungary and um, we went to, obviously we were in the US, we went to Canada, we did Hungary and we did Spain, which we had been to before, but we'd never been to Majorca before and when I was just looking through our photos right before we started recording this podcast, I was thinking, oh my gosh I know that I said some other places in the Mediterranean that I want to visit for 2019, but I would happily go back to Majorca. It's so so beautiful there, so gorgeous. Yeah,
0: Majorca was fantastic, and I would also say if we're looking at countries visited, you mentioned Spain and Canada and the U.S. You know, we've been to we were four countries this year. Those three we'd already been to. Hungary was new, but there are two new places that we visited that weren't countries. Majorca was one. Also, the interior of BC, we've driven through before, but not spent much time there. So it was really cool to go to Kelowna mm-hmm. and spend some time in the Okanagan in BC. So even though it's not a new country or a new province, really, because we've been to BC quite a bit, it was neat that it was a new area of that province that we yes. hadn't spent much time at. Agreed. When we talk about states, you're clocking in at nine states, Heath. so rattle those off.
1: Uh, pa, of course, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Maine, Texas, Colorado, Georgia, and Florida. Unfortunately, no new states for me this year. I didn't hit any new and exciting spots um, in the U.S. But hopefully, for 2019, we're going to do some more adventuring in our our very own country and go to some new places.
0: And we have we have kind of an idea to get a camper van and and trek all the way out. From we probably will not take Old Bessie uh, because. A, Heather won't get in her until she's renovated. And B, I don't know if old Bessie can handle out Another, and back. I mean, yeah. here, I knew I was going one way across the U.S. I'm not sure. We we have plans to go all the way out to the West Coast from the East Coast and come back. So do a, a full on back and forth U.S. road trip. We, If anyone has an RV and they live around us or somewhere on the East Coast, it's easy for us to get to. Um, let us know. We we'd love to rent your RV um, and take it for about a month, month and a half in June and July to to go around because then we would get to hit a lot of new states. And yeah, uh, that I would was be able-
1: so exciting. And I think that. You know, that's something that we would enjoy and it would just be really cool because we have always talked about doing that and Trav doing a mini version of that last year definitely gave me. I mean, I wasn't super jealous knowing the condition of the vehicle (laughs) he was using, but I was jealous of all the cool spots he was finding.
0: Yeah. And, you know, again, as having a kid who's one and going to, you know, going to be one and a half and two when we're going on this trip, I I feel like. Having not done it, but my my gut tells me that that would be a really neat way for us to travel. And I was able to do, as you mentioned, a mini version of that this year. And so I was able to hit 19 states uh, this year, which uh, definitely is the highest that I've been to uh, since I can remember. What
1: were the new states that you went to? Yeah,
0: seven of those were new. So starting off in Montana, obviously spent quite a bit of time in Montana because we were rafting out there. Wyoming was absolutely amazing. Also hit then Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa, all brand new. And actually, it was in Minnesota twice. I forgot about that because we didn't overnight in Minneapolis, overnight in a day in Minneapolis on the way way out. And then driving back, we went through Minnesota. Like I said, Wisconsin, Iowa, Indiana. And then I put this on the list and tweet us again. And we got to know, we we make the rules, but we want to know what you think counts. I put Michigan on the list. I had never been to Michigan before, but when we were driving, we had to go get gas and we were right along the border of Indiana and Michigan. And there was a gas station that was five miles away in Michigan. And we drove up into Michigan and I said, all right, well, you know, getting gas, I don't know if that really counts. I'm going to go into the gas station. I'm going to buy something to eat and I'm going to eat it. So I ate a little like freezer or shrink wrap package of cheese curds
1: that sounds horrible they were not the best <laughs>
0: but i ate something in michigan so i counted that as well so 19 states total uh seven of them new. i i does it count does michigan count i mean obviously i like spent more mean, time I guess in michigan barely
1: but you know you were there you ate something i guess that's
0: <laughs> i ate cheese curds <laughs> not real... just something um oh and then goodness. so to round that out the ones that i've been to but i also revisited ohio illinois South Dakota, Virginia, Washington, Oregon, Florida, Georgia, Colorado, Texas, New Jersey, and of course, our home state of Pennsylvania. So 19 states, definitely a a high for me. I I don't know if any year of my life I've been to 19 states. My guess would be no. That seems to be quite a bit, um, quite a bit of states. So that was cool. And hopefully in 2019, I don't know how many states I'm at total do you know how many you're at oh i
1: have no idea
0: i think probably somewhere around like mid 30 so maybe in 2019 if we're able to get that camper van we can knock off even more states that would be exciting so there you guys have it those are our travel stats of course we wanted to nerd out a little bit and heather's looking at me basically saying like you (laughs) meaning me wanted to nerd out and and give you some of the stuff that we had done and set the scene for the rest of our 2018 year in review. So don't forget, we've got a bunch more episodes coming out. Part two is going to be all our superlatives. So our, our best accommodation, worst accommodation, best value, craziest thing we did. You know, think of it like the high school yearbook, all right? We're giving out superlatives in part two. Part three is going to be our best meals of 2018. Part four is going to be our best coffee and wine. That's Heather's Domain. Part five is going to be our best beer of 2018. Part six is our best desserts and hath. Have- when I started like thinking ahead a little bit, because I haven't written these out all yet, right? The best desserts, I thought, oh baby, like I know it's gonna be. There I, are some goodies. There, in there are some good ones on that, and then we always end it. Part seven is gonna be our best experiences, so that's gonna be like an encapsulation of some of those best days and best things that we did in 2018. So we'll be putting that out over the next, obviously, through January. And uh, I am a purist, Heth. I do not believe. That we can put out, you know, you, you see on Sports Illustrated, if you read sports sites or whatever, all these sites put out their year-end reviews and their year recaps. And they put them out in December, right? End of December. I don't think that's
1: legit. Yeah, because you could have a really incredible experience, like, right at the end of the year. For example, last year in 2017, we went to New York City, like, on December 30th and like 29th through the 31st with our really good friends Courtney and Caleb and wit and that was a really amazing experience to be there with them they'd never been to New York before it was wit's first trip there it was snowing we went to amazing breweries like it was so cool and if we'd done our podcast before January we would not have been able to include that experience
0: right so if you've seen all these lists come out and you're thinking oh I missed the boat like 2018's over it's stupid to recap it no no, it's not. Yeah, be, and
1: I even be it it saw... Be a purist. Like, I even saw on Instagram yesterday, everybody putting out their top nine photos. And yesterday, I just didn't really want to be on my phone. I wasn't really on Instagram. So I'm like, yeah, I might do it today, even though it's January 1st. Like, Did you have to do it December
0: 31st? No, you do not. who cares? Our year in review is going throughout January. <laughs> so we're going to be doing the year in review. So make sure you check those out. Tweet us. Let us know. Uh, we've asked you some questions here in the show. But definitely, if you've taken the time to figure out how many places you've slashed. In, in 2018, that's always fun to get your comments and your feedback on that. I I was at 40. Heather was at 24. Like we said, our high, our all time high since we started doing this uh, is Heather in 2015 at 74, and I was right behind her in 2015 at 72. So let us know if you beat us. Um, how many places you slept in? That's always super fun to find from people, find out from people. And I I. Even though I'm the one who I think pushes doing this list um, and these spreadsheets, I think you enjoyed a little bit oh, too, yeah. right? It's Recapping so the year,
1: and it is cool to see how it changes from year to year.
0: It really is. And I think Heth's most fun part is going through her pictures because every time I'd be like, all right, Heath, what night do we spend here? I would just see her playing a video of Wit. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> focus. Like, tell me where we spend. She's like, wait, I got to finish this video. So if you can do it, pull out your phone, pull out your Instagram, your Facebook. I go into my TripIt and my Gmail. We have like 18 things open to help us piece uh, together our year. It's fun. It's a cool thing to sit down and do. So if you have some time to do that, let uh, I I urge you to do it and then tweet us at Pack of Peanuts follow us hit us up on Instagram at Heather Sherry at Pack of Peanuts let us know how many places that you slept and how many places you spent the night at in 2018 and we will see you for the rest of our year in review over the next couple weeks so thank you guys for listening you can get all our show notes of course at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows and until next time happy free travels I'll show you very soon